Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melissa C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Today is July 18th, 2023, and actually today is Vision for You's 11th anniversary. Um, 11 years ago today, Vision for You began, so really excited to be here today. And today, we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 94, the first paragraph, beginning on the 12th line, make it clear he is not under pressure. Through the conclusion of the paragraph ending, he will be more likely to follow your suggestions. And we'll be commenting on these seven sentences. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Maura Z, the 12 traditions, Esther F, readers of the text, um, Nancy R, Crystal R, formerly Crystal P, she's now Crystal R, and um, Rachel P is our backup. Our newcomer greeter is Colleen M, and the second hour host is Jeannie B. Here are the reference numbers from Monday, July 18th. Did I say that wrong? Oh, I made a mistake. Today is not the 18th, is it? Today is July 19th. I apologize. I said the wrong date in the beginning. Um, so let me just, uh, the reference numbers for Monday, July 8th. Oh, no, I am totally mixing up. Yesterday was the 17th. Today is the 18th. I, I apologize. I'm, I'm on summer mode. <laughs> um, so the reference numbers for Monday, July 17th, the 7 a.m. meeting was 20446, and the 10 a.m. meeting was 20447. And again, I'm just going to clarify, yesterday was Monday, July 17th. Today is Tuesday, July 18th. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Maura Z to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Maura. Good 
Good morning, Melissa. Morrissey recovered in Virginia, 12 steps of OA. One, we, would, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you, Morrissey. Thanks so much. I will now ask Esther F. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Esther. Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Have a great day and a pass. Thank you, Esther. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. 
Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute, and once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 94. We're on the first paragraph beginning on the 12th line. Make it clear that he is not under pressure. Through the conclusion of the paragraph ending, he will be more likely to follow your suggestions. And comments will be on these seven sentences. And I will now ask Nancy R. to begin reading. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Melissa. It's Nancy R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Northwest Illinois. Make it clear that he is not under pressure, that he needn't see you again if he doesn't want to. You should not be offended if he wants to call it off, for he has helped you more than you have helped him. If your talk has been sane, quiet, and full of human understanding, you have perhaps made a new friend. Maybe you have disturbed him about the question of alcoholism. This is all to the good. The more hopeless he feels, the better. He will be more likely to follow your suggestions. Uh, so, under no pressure. Um, that's how I've always felt in away when um, it's more of an invitation to join those who have worked these steps and recovered from this hopeless disease. And, um, you know, the pressure that I feel is um, from more from my, my disease thinking than from um, this, this, um, any anyone who has um, given me a way to be well through this program, um, my disease gives me a lot of pressure. Um, pressure to eat, pressure to go away, pressure to isolate, pressure to not see this person who's giving me this message of hope again if I don't want to. And uh, I spent a lot of time being that person who said no to someone who was giving me um, giving me um, and the answer, the answer, the solution. Uh, thankfully, um, I'm saying yes to the solution today, and I'm offering it to others. Um, and I think the most important phrase in this reading this morning is, he has helped you more than you have helped him. Um, and I have written the notes in the, um, in the uh, margins of this page that two things can be true simultaneously. I can be helping others, and, which, which helps me. 
So uh, my job is done when I have shared this program and my recovery with another person. And then it's up to them and their higher power as to what they decide to do next. Um, The more hopeless he feels, the better. He will be more likely to follow your suggestions. I had to get really, really hopeless. About a year and a half ago, I was really, really hopeless about a year and a half ago after five years of relapse and this crazy disease and this crazy disease telling me that I would rather um, stay in the disease than do more work. And um, so I'm grateful for everyone who had disturbed me about my, the question of my addiction. And um, the more hopeless I felt, um, the more likely I was to follow suggestions. And um, I just want to pass that along to others as this working with others chapter tells us to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy R., for getting us started. So before I begin to take names, I want to remind you that our meeting has many participants. And in an effort to hear from a variety of voices, we ask you to share no more than every third day. So please, if you shared Monday of this week or Friday last week on any of our meetings, please hold back so that others may share. And who would like to share? Larry K. Sheila S. Okay, Sheila S. Mark Kell. Harlan G. I somebody before Harlan. Hold on, I got you. Mark Mark L. Mark L. M. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I have Larry K. Sheila S. Mark L. Harlan G. Who else would like to share? Lisa N. Lisa N. Good morning. I'm going to get one more in this lineup. Joanne P. Someone P. Who is that? Joanne. Joanne P. Awesome. Okay, so this will be our first lineup. I have Larry K., Sheila S., Mark L., Harlan G., Lisa N. and Joanne P. Good morning, Larry. You can get us started. Thanks, Melissa, for your service. Uh, this is Larry K., recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. So, you know, when we read about the hopeless, the more hopeless he feels, the better. You know, there's a, I think there's a, over time, there's an artistry that we develop over time for carrying this message. So at the, the same time that we want to be staying quiet and, and full of understanding, you know, because we want them to avoid shame and stigma and, and encourage um, self-reflection. At the same time, the more hopeless he feels, the better. So recognizing hopelessness of my condition, step one, right, is crucial to my recovery. In fact, it's the springboard to our recovery because we have to surrender control. Um, and, and I have to break denial. Denial is such a big part of this disease. The, the first casualty of this disease is the truth. And so the feeling of hopelessness has to kind of pierce through the wall of denial that I have. And that, that's such a, a solid steel wall of denial 
because if it's if if we can't pierce through that wall of denial, then I'm not going to confront, you know, the uh, I guess the severity of my condition, right? I'm not going to confront the severity. So feeling the hopelessness of my condition is not about giving up or losing all hope. Rather, it's about surrendering to the reality of my addiction and accepting the need for help. And it's this acceptance that really creates a foundation, I think, for uh, spiritual growth and, and, and for that willingness to embark on this journey of recovery, which is, which is change. So the metaphor that I think about that we hear from time to time is just like a house that has to have this solid structure built on, you know, built on a solid foundation because we need stability and we need support for the entire structure. Acceptance allows us to withstand, you know, the, the, the challenges that come with change because there are challenges that come with change. And acceptance unifies the elements to create a strong structure. So for me, that over time, um, I am empathetic, but I want to, I want, uh, and I want to be quiet and sane, but I want to strive, you know, strive to carry a message that drives on the hopelessness of this, this deal, because I want them to have a, a structure that they can move towards a relationship with God ultimately. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you, Larry. Thanks so much. Um, okay, next up will be Sheila S., and Sheila will be followed by Mark L. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for your service. Um, this is Sheila S. I'm a compulsive reader and tiny little town in upstate New York that probably nobody would know. Um, and uh, just really glad to be on the meeting today. Um, yeah, just wanted to share on the the gratitude I feel for the people that worked with me uh, that had that right balance of, um, of, you know, as, as Larry said, helping me pierce the denial, but with enough gentleness and grace that allowed me to, to see my helplessness and be vulnerable enough um, <clears throat> to lay the fear down a little bit and, and admit and work the steps. Um, so, you know, I think that that's a, not always an easy balance to strike as a sponsor, um, but just having a program where we, um, <laughs> you know, we're really not pushing anything. We're not, uh, you know, we're not making a sale here, um, but we are trying to communicate what's worked for us and how this program works and, and, and what it requires. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's so wonderful we have the guide of the big book. Um, you know, when I am in these situations and talking to newcomers, I often um, am quiet and let the big book do the talking um, because, uh, right, I don't want to pressure um, or make anybody feel, you know, anything uh, other than what's going on with them. And the helplessness is so important. You know, I, I guess I will just attest that none of this made sense to me, nor was I willing to listen until I got to the point where, um, I was ready to surrender and do whatever it took. And, um, you know, when someone's there, uh, it's, it's, it's really, you know, of course, um, we let the program work for itself. And um, also just wanted to say I'm grateful for these meetings. I mostly listen, don't do much talking, but I, um, I really want everybody to know who participates and shares how meaningful it is to me and um, my, my recovery. So thank you, and I pass.
Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing, Sheila S. Next up is Mark L., and Mark will be followed by Harlan G. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. My name is Mark. I'm a composer over here and a bulimic, and glad to be here another day to draw life on life turns always. Wow. And bring, bring me back to my two wonderful sponsors. They 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 became uh the the messenger of this fellowship to come into the hospital and say, We here for you and when they said that my heart opened up and said, Wow, thank you and and I said, Man, will my L life become just like his sponsors? It has and now mine sponsors. It's it doing the same thing. But I tell them, don't follow my footsteps, follow yours. Follow your heart, how you feel about doing doing this fellowship work and, and doing it one day at a time. And the distance by said it too. When somebody reach out, allow the hand of this fellowship be there for you for that. I am responsible. My life is about over here anonymous. My life is there for to reach out to other people one day at a time. I am glad to be here. Glad to see y'all, and I love you today. Have a better day, everybody. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Mark L. And... Next up is Harlan G, and Harlan will be followed by Lisa N. Hey, good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for your service this morning. I'm Harlan G in sweltering Scottsdale, Arizona, where it will be a nice and cool 117 degrees today. It's already 95. So just be grateful you are where you are, unless it's here. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um Melissa, I'm not going to talk about the paragraph today, so don't give me the hook, though. Um, I want to talk about how grateful I am for a vision for you. Uh, when I first heard about a phone meeting, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. I was old school, very old school. You go to a meeting, you get a parking space, you come into the meeting, you sit down, and you do what you do, and you go home. And sometimes we would go out, and sometimes we wouldn't, but that's fine. Um, but I first came in here at the behest of a friend of mine who lives in Long Island, or not Long Island, in uh, Queens. Nope, not even Queens. Staten Island, that was what I couldn't say. Staten Island, New York. And I had actually done a couple of special editions for Vision before I actually started attending the meetings. And... Um, I've never heard such recovery in all my life. I'm here 44 years in OA. I came in at age 24. And I go to the birthday or I go to conventions, and there was a marked difference between the serenity level of the people that came from vision and the people who did not. And I love the meetings. And I just want each and every one of you to know from Leah to Melanie to KDF, to Amy G, to all of you, every one of you, 
You are my teachers. You are my home. You are my sanctuary. I have been coming to these meetings for a long time. Not all 11 years, unfortunately, but a long time. And you guys are, you guys are what comforts me in the storm. Your voices, your stories, your everything are something that I am grateful for every day of my life. And when we're lucky enough to be together, like we hopefully will be in Los Angeles at the birthday or maybe Newark next year, who knows. Uh, but it is, it is just like coming home. And to each and every one of you who comes to these meetings, whether you share, whether you don't share, whatever it is, thank you from the bottom of my heart because you're saving my life and you're saving the lives of countless others. The sun never sets on vision for you because we're in so many countries and so many different areas. It's just fantastic. So thank you to Vision 11 years and may we be together forever. You know, just unbelievable. Thank you very much and with that I will pass. Oh, thank you, Harlan. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Happy anniversary to us. Um, Next up is Lisa N., and Lisa will be followed by Joanne P. Good morning, Lisa. I hear your voice. I um, hear you. Okay, thank you. You can hear me? Yep. If you speak up just a little okay. bit, you're a little soft. Now I don't hear you. Yeah, I'm having trouble with my phone. Um I'm not sure what's going on. Can you hear me now? I hear you now. Go ahead and try. Let's right. see how it goes. All right. Sure. Okay. How is this? Better? Yep. I'll walk away. It. Okay. Great. Thank you. So what really stood out for me in this um, paragraph was that actually he may be helping um, you more than he is helping himself or whatever. Helping he. I, I read it goofy. Sorry. Anyway, uh, you get the gist. <laughs> So the reason I say this is because when I first started sponsoring, I was abstinent, but I wasn't recovered, and I didn't realize that. Um, so whenever somebody said, um, you know, or they fell off or they didn't want to come back or whatever, I took it very personally. And um, now that I am recovered, thank God I am, and thank you to a sponsor that actually took me through the steps um, properly and completely, I realize that they are giving me a gift. And if they are just my friend in the end, that's okay. Um, they need to hear a different voice, as I've often heard in the meeting, or they're not ready, or there's uh, some time thing going on for them. Who knows what it is? It's God's time. It's not my time. And um, I love now when somebody... Uh, says to me, <laughs> um, oh, you're not going to drop me, are you? You're not going to drop me. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? No, and don't don't worry about being dropped. It's not about being dropped. Because um, I used to feel like that too. And I think that for me, abandonment was always such a fear that I thought I better just do what they said more for that than even working the program. So now I try to... Uh, um, Reassure people when I'm when I'm going to sponsor them. Don't worry about how this goes. It goes God's way. It doesn't go my way. It doesn't go your way. 
So um, thank you so much for letting me share. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you, Lisa, and for sharing. And next up is Joanne P., and then I'll take more names after Joanne. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you so much for your service, and um, thank you so much for, as Harlan said, for visions. Oh, my goodness. I knew anything but visions. When I came into this program, it'll be three years in September, so I'm I feel like I'm a newbie compared to a lot of people, but when I read this paragraph, it really speaks to me and my experience. Um, I did have a sponsee who dropped me, and um, we are still such close friends. I learned so much from her. She relapsed after many, many years in program and losing quite a bit of weight, and it scared me. I thought, oh, my word. What what happens? You know, what happens to people? And, um, yeah, I just know that this disease is so insidious and cunning and baffling. And if it isn't for the grace of our higher power, you know, we're, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be. I just think God led me to visions. God led me to OA. And by the time I got here, I'd lived most of my life as a compulsive overeater. I didn't even know it. I just thought there was something wrong with me. I couldn't stop eating. Um, Now I, you know, after reading the doctor's opinion, I realized I have an abnormal reaction to food and an obsession of the mind. And um, I was so hopeless. This last sentence, the more hopeless he feels, the better. I was so hopeless that I was willing to, I mean, it took me a while. <laughs> I had to to be on my second sponsor, who is just amazing, and gone through the steps four times before I got it. But more likely to follow um Follow the steps, follow the suggestions, listen and do whatever I'm supposed to do. So, yeah, um, so grateful for this big book. I feel like it was divinely inspired. I feel like, you know, by the grace of God, I'm here. and um, By the grace of God, I, I know all of you and have the best sponsor and, yeah, love these 12 steps as our road to recovery. So... Wherever you are in this program, it's just um, pray, 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 and surrender. Ask God to grant you the grace to trust his will in your life. So thank you for letting me share, and uh, thank you to all of you for your shares and your service. That I pass. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Joanne Pace. So. We read page 94, the first paragraph, beginning on the 12th line. Make it clear that he is not under pressure. Through the conclusion of the paragraph, ending with, he will be more likely to follow your suggestions. And we're commenting on these seven sentences. So if you haven't shared um, yesterday or on Friday, we would love to hear you. And I will take some names. Darian K. Hey, Darian. Linda D. Linda. Marcia D. D. 
John G. Elena C. Okay, wait. It was John. I didn't get your last initial. Then Elena. G. G? John G. G. And then Elena. Elena, I missed your last initial. I should know it, but I can't think of it. Is it Elena P? It's Elena. Say that again, Elena. Elena C as in cat. Oh, Elena C as in cat. Okay. Batya M. Could you say that again? Batya? Yes. B-A-T-Y-A? Yes. M as in Mary? Thank you. Luby. Luby. Okay, I'm going to stop here. And um, we have Darian K., Linda D., Marcia D., John G., Elena C., Batya M., and Luby. Good morning, Darian. You can jump right in. Good morning. Good morning, Melissa, my friend. Um, yes, I'm Darian Kay from the Berkshires in Massachusetts. I'm in Western Mass. So grateful to be on the line with all of you this morning. Oh, and so good to hear everybody. And happy anniversary. What a, what a beautiful meeting this is every single day for so long in my life. It's just been oh, such a gift. Oh, my gosh, that just keeps giving. Um, so I am um, I'm just so grateful that, um, you know, people did not pressure me in the beginning of program, you know, my sister, actually my mom uh, came in before me and, um, and, you know, it, you know, they didn't, they didn't pressure me. Um, well, they never pressured me in the past, even for other diets, but it wasn't like, come on along, you know, we're, we're going to do this together. And, you know, um, it was just like, I just went to a meeting and I heard my sister's story and I got that, that, you know, emotional, um, peace from her and then I saw my mom losing some weight and I got that physical uh, attraction that was um, you know from from her and so it was really a program of attraction for me and 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 then I made that decision to to give it a try <laughs> and I've been giving it a try for oh my gosh it'll be 37 years and in, in September and um, and it's yeah it's the best thing best thing ever ever and um you know, and I too, you know, when I work with sponsees, you know, I definitely want them to know that, you know, I think some, actually someone said it at the meeting, I am not their higher power. You know, I'm just a spiritual guide and and I might be the wrong person for them. Um, they might need to do some more research, <laughs> like we say, um, or find somebody else that, that is a better fit. So I don't want to put any pressure on them, you know, to stay with me. Um, but I, I, and I believe too that I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I, I, I keep people probably a little too long sometimes. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I just don't believe in dropping people because I mean, that's, you know, we are, um, often abandoned in life or, or, you know, um, ridiculed and, and I don't want to be one of those people, um, with a fellow. Um, and so that's, you know, that's just how I work my program, but, it's just so important for me to carry that message um, of hope um, and love and friendship and togetherness. You know, we are in this together, um, doing this, doing this work, helping each other. You know, and 
you know, when I go to a meeting, um, you know, in the past, if I've gone to a face-to-face -face meeting and there's been one other person, it's a meeting, you know, because we're carrying the message to each other. Um, and so, you know, any way that this message can be carried in a graceful, loving way um, is going to keep people here, right? Because we want, we want people to stay. We want people to experience the miracle. Thank you. And, um, and, and to be a part of, um, you know, this, this wonderful group for the long haul. So thank you, and I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Darian. Okay, next up is Linda D, and Linda will be followed by Marcia D. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D, and I'm so grateful, so very, very grateful to be recovered. Um, overeater, eater. Um, but I'm not cured, so I'm here um, because I'm here to save my life. Um, where to begin? I love what Harlan uh, alluded to. If it weren't provisions for you, I'd be dead because this is where I learn very specifically how to use the big book, the steps to get to and stay with God. This is a program about unconditional love, and it's something uh, difficult to learn um, and wonderful because it necessitates that I'm constantly listening to God, and I do that to the best of my ability, which has improved tremendously, or I wouldn't have nine years and a half of recovered state. And I fought every day for one of them um, because I'm going to take a different tack on this. Um, this is not, I can't recruit people. Years ago in OA, because I came in in uh, the fall of 1982, it was um, boots on the ground. You don't know anything. Get in the car. We're going to a meeting. And it was, uh, it saved my life. It isn't like that now. People do things in a very gentle way, in an um, efficient way, and probably in a more loving way. All I know is I'm still here, so I must have really wanted it, and it must have worked to some extent. I don't put pressure on people now. I was a recruiter for the program, just like everybody else, and that's a mistake, um, and we didn't know. Uh, I think the point is, I am authentically me. The program has chiseled away a lot of BS. And I'm a very loving person, a kind person, and I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth about me. And if you ask me, I'll give you my idea of what the truth is about you. A lot of people don't want to know it. They want it to be nicey-nice. They want it to be a garden party. It is very nice. God is dazzling. This fellowship is fabulous. There are wonderful people here. But this is not a nicey-nice disease. I've been to a lot of funerals, a lot of them. And I don't want to be one of them. I don't want you to be one of them either. Make up your mind to save your life. This is the place to do it. I'm so grateful to be here, and thank you. Every single one of you. Thank you so much. 
Bye. Bye, Kath. Thank you. Thanks so much, Linda D. Okay, next up is Marsha D. And Marsha will be followed by John G. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning. Thanks for moderating. This is Marsha in the Heartland, Ohio. Um, glad to be recovering today. Yeah, there were so many things in this little section that spoke to me, but what really stood out was um, maybe you have disturbed him about the question of alcoholism. This is all to the good. The more hopeless he feels, the better. He will be more likely to follow your suggestions. So what spoke to me, because I'm working through the steps again, particularly steps six and seven, looking at defects and assets, is this whole idea, you know, in recovery and in program, a lot of times things like hopelessness and humility and um, pride used in the good way, not a bad way, are all tools or agents for change and recovery. And, you know, I think about my situation with my current sponsor, you know, um, I was initially disturbed and yet the hopelessness in me was so strong that I knew I needed to take suggestions. I needed to forget what I knew in all my many years of being in the program and just be open to a new set of ideas and a new infilling, you know, of the, the Holy Spirit, who's my higher power um, in, my, in my life. And so, yeah, as I look at this, you know, being disturbed isn't all bad. You know, being disturbed for me was challenging the thoughts that lead me to look at food as a solution and how it was driving me to my death, quite literally. Um, one of you on the line has shared in the past something that really helped me through that time. You know, and the things we share on this this line and the podcast, special editions, you know, those really carry a lot of weight. And so um, what stood out to me was I don't want to die on this bridge. And uh, some of you know my story, and that was a distinct possibility. <laughs> and so, you know, being hopeless and recognizing the state I was in and that I couldn't do it on my own was exactly what helped me up and out. So for today, uh, I'm humbled, and I, I I have a hard time articulating just what this means to me. But recovery is such a blessing. With that, I pass. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Marcia Day. Thanks. Um, next up is John G. And John will be followed by Elena C. Good morning, John. John, press star one to unmute. Okay, I don't hear John. Um, okay, can you hear me oh, now? There you go. Yes, I hear you now. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm talking here and nobody can hear me. All right. Uh, good morning. My name is John, and I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm recovering. One day at a time. Um, I really enjoyed all the sharing, and I I like the reading. Um, I guess I could relate to uh, a lot of it, and um, I'm just kind of coming back here. I've been away from OA for about uh, three or four years, and today's my first meeting back. 
um, and I kind of have one negative story to share um, about sponsoring uh, early on in my OA recovery. Um, I chose a sponsor who I really admired his not just his program, but his recovery. And um, he started sponsoring me, and I just wasn't, I just wasn't getting it. Um, and uh, he said to me, well, you know, I don't think I'm helping you, so we'll give it a couple of weeks and see what happens. And um, if, you know, it doesn't work out, then you know, you'll have to find a new sponsor. And I I just said, look, man, I'm not going to get this in two weeks, I said. So I'll just find somebody else to sponsor me. And um, it, it affected me. Um, that, that incident affected me. And um, it actually kept me from coming back um, to, to, the, to the meeting. And um, <clears throat> I did eventually find another sponsor who was very gentle and kind. And um, I struggled off and on with abstinence. Um, but uh, this is a new chapter in my life, and I'm in another fellowship. So I have that support as well. And, um, yeah, I just hope to... Uh, you know, have a good experience here, and actually the woman who guided me here to this meeting, she was um, very gentle and um, didn't put pressure on me. She gave me information, and that's exactly what I needed with information. She gave me a food plan, and um, so I will be uh, looking for a sponsor that is hopefully patient and maybe knows something about relapse um, or has had relapses um, himself so that he could better understand, you know, my 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 recovery. Um, and um, I came here out of choice. Um, is that time? Yeah, that's time, John. Okay. Um, so... I just hope for the best, and it's great to meet everybody on here. Thanks. That's all I have. Thank you, John. We're happy to have you back. Welcome back. Welcome home. Um, Next up is Elena C., and Elena will be followed by Bacha M. Good morning, Elena. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for all your shares people, and I am so thankful to be part of this community. Um, This paragraph is powerful as other paragraphs in this big book. Perhaps all this big book is so powerful to me. I um, I hear what I need to practice when I help others, and perhaps not, not even only a sponsee, but just the world. And that those qualities that I hear from this Uh, paragraphs are kindness, gentleness, compassion, you know, giving people space to make their own choices, um, calm, uh, even confidence, 
um, not taking it personally. If people do, don't, do not choose to stay with me, um, you know, just, just kind of maturity. And all of these things are, I, I can practice this in connection with my higher power. And um, because the truth is, you know, when I come to people with reactivity, you know, now I will, I would, I will always have feelings. God wants me to be human and being human is not a character defect. As a human being, I will always have feelings. But today, having been impacted by this beautiful program of 12 Steps Recovery, I have choices. I have, what do I do with this feeling? What do I do when I'm angry? And of course, I will not do it perfectly. I don't have to do that. I would drive myself crazy if my goal would be to do it perfectly. But I could pause during the midst of, you know, the chaos inside of me and connect with my higher power. And together only, we could help others. I can't help others. You know, together with my higher power, I can help others. Why? Because everybody in this world that I know of needs that, needs compassion, needs understanding, needs to be listened to, and then needs space to make their own choices. And, you know, also letting people go if that's not a good match or somehow they're not ready or maybe they didn't like something what I said to them, you know, and that's okay too. And, um, you know, if, if it were up to me, I would just hold grudges about that. But it's not up to me because all this program is not about me. It's about God and how I, every day, one day at a time, how how do I do my part in, in this relationship? And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Elena C. And next up is Bacha M. And Bacha will be followed by Lou B. Good morning, Bacha. Hi. Good morning, everybody. And uh, thank you for everybody who puts the meeting together. Um, this is not my first rodeo. And when I first came in the program in 86, the, the thing that I came away with was a relationship with my higher power. And that has never gone away through years of being in the program, through years of um, relapse. I came back uh, about a year ago and I've been abstinent uh, for the most part, since the winter, I don't count days. And what's different about it this time for me is I have a goal. I want to get through step 12 so I can sponsor. I think in previous go-rounds, I was so focused on the physical recovery and acquiring some of that serenity and I have actually gotten some of that but I have never gotten through all the steps all the way and became a sponsor my sponsors have helped me enormously the people in this program have helped me enormously 
growing up without the feeling of unconditional love. I found it first here in this program and really experienced it. And I want to be able to pass that on. Um, So I'm just very grateful and standing here by my scale, putting together my weighed and measured lunch for work and uh, wishing you all a beautiful day. I pass. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, Bacha M. And Lou B., you will be our last share for today. Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Melissa. I'm in Texas. I'm a recovered computer, and I'm so glad to be with everyone this morning. Yeah, um, gosh, this has been a great meeting, and so many people have shared what what I would like to say, but I guess I'll just reiterate um, Take off my headphones. Uh, someone used a couple of shares ago. Someone used the word mature, and uh, when when they were talking about this paragraph and how, you know, it talks about being sane, quiet, and full of human understanding. Um, I've, I've said I say all the time that I grew up in these rooms and learned how to be an adult, and. Um, I think that, you know, sane, quiet, and full of understanding, I mean, that that is, those three things are part of almost every one of my ideals that I've developed through this program and this way of life. Um, you know, I think about people who I admire, and I think about people who I, I see as walking closely with their higher power, and they're sane, quiet, and full of human understanding, and those are the people that I'm drawn to, those are the people that I am most likely to listen to and um, they're certainly the people that helped me when I was struggling in in such a dark place when I got here and they're the kind of people that I can hear today too so that's of course is the kind of person I want to be and um, the way that I that I get there is by being in conscious contact with my higher power so you know it's important for me to remember that the whole objective when I'm working with someone is to put their hand in their higher power's hand. And it's not about me at all. You know, it's pretty much just about that person and their higher power. And my job is to just share my experience, strength, and hope about how I found my way to my higher power. And when I think in those terms, um, you know, my ego's gone. Well, it's not gone. My ego's never gone. But, but you know, I don't take it personally. I don't think things don't take things personally. I don't feel um, responsible, you know, for this person's recovery. I can just relax and take it easy, and um, and that that is that is really that's real. It's really helpful to me. So, um, you know, I, I like the last word in this section too. Suggestions. You know, I, I I don't have any I don't have any ideas about what is right for someone else. Um, I can share with them what I've done. Um, and, and, you know, over the years that I've been in the rooms, the things that I do have changed. <laughs> um, you know, the things that I, that I focus on have changed. And, and so the suggestions and just share my experience, strength, and hope. I don't do well when someone tells me what to do. That's just, that's one of the 
jokes that my husband and I have, you know, that neither one of us are very obedient uh, when people tell us what to do. And, and, I, and I, I don't. So anyway, I'm glad to be a part of the meeting. I'll pass with that. And thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Thanks so much, Luby. Thank you to everyone who shared. Beautiful meeting. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, July 18th, is 20,450. That's 20450. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Crystal R. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. This is Crystal R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.